All right, you guys, today I have another incredible episode for you with Muna, who is a healer from across the world over in Morocco. We talk all things healing, spirituality, spiritual awakenings, all kinds of stuff that is awesome and interesting and might even give you those little tingles down your spine. Tune in to check it out. Welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your Hefni Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual teacher. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Welcome back for another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I am here with one of my sisters, Muna, who wanted to share her light with us here on the podcast. So Muna, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Thank you so much. So basically, I am a medium, a healer, and a guide. I work with people and animals. I first started awakening around 2012, but I've always been intuitive. I've always had like psychic dreams and premonitions and stuff like that. But it kind of was like my abilities were sleeping until 2012, where, you know, with the the semen end of the word, like, you know, I started feeling more and then my gifts started awakening bit by bit in phases And yeah, in 2016, this is like the date where I was like, yeah, I I am a medium and I am a healer and I'm here to assist people heal and awaken. So that's what I'm doing. I use different modalities. So it's psychic healing. It's purely intuitive, but I've been trained to Reiki. I use light language. I use pranic healing. So it's really a mix and what comes through in the moment during healings that's pretty much it I don't know what to say more about me (laughs) well I definitely know why the universe brought us together because we do the same kind of work and we people into their intuition and, and help them heal through deepening and activating them and I'm super excited for where we're gonna let spirit guide us today but yeah. you said something that I need to know more about because yeah you said you work with animals Yeah. And I have had experiences with animals as well. It's just not something I feel many people speak about. So can you speak more to the work you do with animals or how you knew this was part of your gift? I think that, you know, all beings are are from source. And so when we connect on a spiritual level, we can connect to basically everything. We can work on a plant, we can work on a tree, we can work on like everything if we tune in to the frequency of that being. And animals, basically, I think that I love animals more than humans. (laughs) You know, like I would spend my days with animals and not a human around. It has always been something that I was like pretty, very attracted to. 
I just started with a cat, one of my my dearest cats that I don't have anymore, sadly. But I wanted to connect to her because she went away and we were looking for her. So we had a session with a friend of mine who actually can connect with animals. And so that was the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, this is possible. And spirit animal, power animal have been popping in my vision uh, a lot for a long time. I don't feel that it's pretty much different from connecting to humans. It's really the same thing. Noticed at my parents' house when I lived there, I had to put down one of my cats. And oh. her, her little spirit, you see it all of the time just wandering around the house. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I remember... That spirit came into me when my grandma passed during COVID and they were like literally coming to me and like licking me energetically and I would see them like going around me and I was like oh my god like those those beings are just wonderful and we know so little about them and I have three cats and all of them are healers they came into my life at a particular time when I really needed them I really do feel that the more we connect to all beings and particularly animals, the more we can access them and communicate with them on a spiritual level. They're beautiful. I have really no words. I just adore them so much. No, I completely agree. And I do think that, you know, we forget that they are souls too, and they choose us just as Mm -hmm. much as we choose them, similar to children. It's such a beautiful relationship that sometimes gets overlooked as like, oh, they're our our pet. But honestly, like my little cat that I have now, Mischief, she's my familiar. Like she has been with me through it all. And, you know, without her, yes, I would have survived, but she definitely helped me heal along the way through a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Animals are big healers, especially Mm -hmm. cats. Cats have been around witches for a long time. So, you know, they usually come back and reincarnate with us in different times. The funny story with my cats, uh, I have their mom and two siblings. And the mom actually gave birth to them in my closet, (laughs) you know? And I was like, oh my God, I was going in so many ways. I was like really stressing because I didn't know how to handle a birth because it's like an event, you know what I mean? It's just big. And the mom herself is and was my healer at a particular time of my awakening in 2020 where I was like, all over the place I was just I was cracked open literally and she came into my life and I suddenly started feeling so good because I was really really spiraling down and this is what I want people to know animals are healers and they came they come to us at a particular time where we need them the most And even like a stray, you know, cat or dog that would come into your life, you know, at a certain point, you need to pay attention to that because it's never random. And they're so full of love. It's like children, like you say, Um, they're really connected to source. They still have this very clear channel with source and they're not 
you know, they they forget, they, they don't have like a sense, they, ha- they do have a sense of memory, but they don't hold a grunge. Or if you have like an animal that has, has been traumatized, you know, like you can, I have a stray cat who comes to, to the house and he has been hugely traumatized and, you know, bit by bit, just by being kind to him and by, you know, feeding him properly, giving him love, I can see the transition from, you know, this traumatized being to coming back and going back to the center of, you know, like just being love period because it's the natural state and they can go back to that natural state much more easily than humans I feel because human beings have you know like the mental side of us the mind was like trying to compute everything and to make sense of things and one plus one equals two and all of that but animals, you know, they don't have that. They have instinct and genes, like everything in life. But they have this ability to go back to their center very, very quickly. And I respect them a lot. They have a lot of wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, I feel like, and I'm sure you can relate having cats of your own, but sometimes she just looks at me and I just know she gets me, you know, and I know she totally gets what I'm feeling when I'm like putting out, like she just gets it. Yeah. Yeah. They're very intuitive. They're telepathic. They, they feel everything. They're feelers period. Uh, They clear, you know, the house energetically, whatever they go. Each animal has their own personality, And you can have compatibility issues with certain animals. You know, it's just like human beings. You can, with some animals, you can match or with some others, it can be a wreck. And I remember one, because we're a family of cats. We love cats a lot. We, We do have a lot of cats in the family. And my mother adopted a cat and I was so jealous of that cat. I was so jealous because my mother would give too much attention to her. And I've never had that type of attention. Like, I want that, you know? And I was confused. I was like, are you actually jealous of a cat? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that can be. And it's normal human emotion. And we have emotional attachment with other beings, you know? So, well, it didn't last for too long. (laughs) I ultimately just was like, I... I don't care. I love cats too much. So, yeah. And here's the thing too. Um, with the with the animals, I find it so amazing though, how, how you said that they're intuitive, but they give it back to you. Like yeah. when, when it's not aligned for them, they make it very clear that you are not in alignment with what you're doing or how they're feeling or whatever. And they make it known. Whereas I kind of wish humans were more like animals in that way clear yeah yeah that's instinct they're very connected to their instincts and and they don't second guess which is what I said about you know the mind uh, Mm -hmm. for humans and depending on their personality because they do have a personality um, and it's also due you know to their story as a soul and what they're bringing down here um depending on their personality you can see like you know differences on how they act 
when it comes to certain things. Animals don't react like cats don't react the same. I have three, they don't react the same at all. And that was the misconception I had at the very beginning, you know, like they're cats, they act the same. No, they don't. They're unique and they act in a very different way according to who they are. And they need to be respected in that regard because they're individualities and they they are they're unique as they are. So they need to be respected as such. Yeah, I really love your take on it. And I, I want to bring back something you said earlier, because you were like, well, cats have been around witches forever. I want to speak to that for a second, because yeah. being the fact that you are around the world, how does society... really look at witches or women or men with intuitive abilities? People in Morocco, women and men, are super intuitive, period. And this land has been known for centuries for intuitive abilities, magic, and just the mystical aspect of this land in North Africa. Because we are in tip-top of, of Africa, and we are open to Europe. We are in this very centered location where we are, like, energetically, you have Europe, and you have you have the wind, the cold wind of Europe, and you have the fire of Africa. So, basically, the land is very magical itself and the people of this land are also very connected to that aspect Uh, of course because of the patriarchy and because of religious uh, brainwash uh, which is something that we see uh, obviously you know we are a muslim country and there are certain things that shouldn't be done and you know, like energy work or stuff like that have been confused for black magic or weird witchcraft and stuff like that, you know, and there's a fear when it comes to that. So people are very cautious. But what I've recognized and noticed those past years is that there's a rise in the connection to energy work and just being a medium and receiving information, especially that in Morocco, there is a tradition of Sufism. So, you know, the spiritual branch of Islam. And there are like uh, what we call brothers all over the all over the country where people meet and actually start reciting verses from the Quran and stuff like that and just spiritually connecting to source or God, goddess, whatever you want to call it. So it's not foreign, you know, this concept of intuitivity, of being a medium, of energy work, healing, medicine men and women. We have like people in Morocco that are very, very powerful when it comes to energy work and uh, energy medicine. And that is like, you know, for they have been around for over 30 years or 40 years, you know, they're well known all over the globe. So it's not something that's foreign to us, although I think that there is an aspect of it being a little bit that mysterious, mystical, blurry kind of word that people are just like kind of afraid of getting into, especially with, you know, the dark entities and the beings that we don't see that can see you, but you cannot see them. And like this mystery around it. And there is not, there is a little knowledge about it, you know, an education when it comes to 
I mean, it doesn't even exist, you know, in America, I think, you know, like these things are never taught <laughs> everywhere in the words. It's pretty normal because the repression of the feminine has been going on all over the world, basically. I feel that Morocco is one of the most awakened countries in Africa, for sure. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring that yeah. like to the forefront, because you know, you were able to grow up in a place that it was safe in certain respects to be like, yeah. yes, I want to do this work. I want, you know, yeah. this is the work I want to do. And, yeah. you know, as we were speaking before we started recording, you were talking about how you've had experiences with the paranormal and all of that. Now, were these experiences accepted among your family and whoever you shared them with? Well, at first, when I started receiving psychic information first, I never thought it was something outside of me. I always thought it was my imagination. You know, like I always thought, you know, that voice that I'm hearing that says, put your hand here and do this and it's going to go away is just part of me being an artist and being you know, too, <laughs> too eccentric and just, you know, like something that I'm making up. So for a long time, when I was a teenager and in my 20s, I was just like, this is just my mind playing me. I never thought that the messages that I was receiving were actually guidance from from my guides I always thought that it was just me like my mind you know just me whatever <laughs> I didn't know what it was coming from so I never spoke about it to anyone then when my gift started really awakening like I reached another level I spoke about it to other friends who were actually in a healing journey and awakening journey themselves. And I felt safe enough to actually open up to them because they were living the same thing or similar, but never to my parents, never to my sisters, never to people in my blood family. Just because in my family, it's much more, much more intellectual and, you know, like brain-oriented, science-oriented, stuff like that, even though we know about the things, but we never talked about it too much. I was like, you know what? The only thing that my guys were telling me for a long time was don't speak about that to anyone. Don't say to anybody that you are actually putting your hands on yourself and healing stuff within your body. That was the guidance. So I kept it with me for a long time. And I've always felt like I needed to protect myself from external point of views just because I didn't want to be judged. I didn't want to be ridiculed. I didn't want to be shamed. I didn't want to block myself because this is what I have been doing, you know, to kind of protect myself. It was like my mother once when I was when, when I was little and I had a dream that was like very strong. And she I told her, you know, I, I told her the dream and she was like, that's just nothing. And I blocked myself completely. So for a long time, I didn't receive any form of a vision or dream or anything like that. Like even my emotions were blocked. So I didn't want to overshare but at some point, it was too obvious that I was picking up information and just feeling and being super empathic. And so people around me start, started noticing. 
And this is when I was like, you know what? I can see stuff that you don't see. I can feel things that you don't feel. And you cannot feel properly. Everybody can feel. Obviously, we cannot make sense of what you're feeling. But I know what's going on. And I started trying, I started explaining with simple words, you know, for people around me, what it means to be a healer, what it means to awaken and just the basics of it. But up until now, it's still like uh, some kind of taboo subject within my family. Although I've done a group healing with my mother and my aunts, her sisters, <laughs> a womb healing, actually, that was that was a couple of years ago. It was really strong, like super strong, like healing the womb of your feminine line with your aunts. And it was really, really strong. I, I still remember it. I was dead afterward <laughs> I was just like I need to sleep for three days <laughs> it was like a lot of movement but then you can initiate people to healing or talk to them about you know the things that you're living but if they're not awakened enough or if there is no awareness you can speak to them but they won't really understand it's like hearing someone speaking Chinese. I don't speak Chinese. You can tell me something very interesting in Chinese and still it's not getting in because I don't have the receptors. I don't understand what you're saying. So I feel that this is the only way I can explain it. It's just that they don't have the receptors. They don't know what I'm talking about. And even if I'm, if I'm telling them what's going on, they can't understand it. You know, it's in the realm of you do you and you leave us away from it. That's that's how it's happening right now. But I have hope maybe one day they'll get it because obviously at some point, like I feel that people are going to be asking themselves existential questions. Like, you know, there is death. So there is this remembrance of us ultimately going back to source and to to the other word, you know, I don't know if we go to source itself or, you know, behind the veil. Ultimately, they start asking questions like, I know that I lost my cousin this year and her mother, my aunt, and she was she was young. She was 23. And her mother, she's a doctor. So, so she is a scientist. And she's like, well, do you think, where do we go? And do we really go there? And so she started like asking questions. And this is when I, I stepped in and I was like, you know what, this is how it goes. And because I actually had not only a remembrance, but an experience of the door to the other side. I saw it. I had like, literally, I was going to cross. So I've been initiated to the crossing. I didn't cross, but I saw the door. I saw the light. I experienced, you know, the light being wanting to go into the door and crossing. So I was able to just say, this is how it goes. And it's not, it's a beautiful experience. It's not painful. It's not what you think. Like the body is not going to be suffering that much and you're not going to be suffering. Maybe you see it, you know, like from, from our outside, like if you witness someone dying, maybe you feel the pain, but he's not really experiencing that pain because they're experiencing other things that are higher in frequency. And that experience with my aunt, like showed me that at some point I'm not, I'm not necessarily like 
called to share everything at once, but maybe bits and pieces here and there so that those who needs the medicine can actually get it. And this is how people awaken. And I feel that it's good too to to share that in I share I share openly with many people who are ready for it, but with people who are not ready for it, I just get little drops here and there when it's needed. <laughs> well, and that's such a beautiful way to look at it, you know, and actually speak to it because it really is like yeah. you're initiating the ripples out into the collective. And I think as healers, as mediums, as psychics, as you know, whatever we want to call ourselves, that's the best we can do, right? Is send the ripples out. So I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing a little bit about the work you do and, you know, what it was like for you. Because Morocco, like you said and explained, is a well-known country in terms of mysticism and spirituality and all of these things. And the fact that you and I still had a similar experience of like, do I really want to come out and be this person? You know, so thank you so, so much for sharing that. If people want to connect with you, what's the best way they can do that? Well, you can connect with me through my website, munaboubdir.com, and also on Instagram, munaboubdir, and on Facebook, same name. All right. And all of that will be in the show notes for you guys. But check Muna out. She is an amazing, amazing light worker. And I'm so glad that you were able to come on the show today. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. <laughs>